Welcome to Psych Bites, the podcast that makes you think. So, I think it's fair to say that at the moment our lives are undergoing something of a technology overload, and I'm just about to get to the end of a three week uh, holiday and having used a lot of technology for many different reasons, both for business and pleasure. I can fairly safely say I've got quite a lot of tech fatigue, which is kind of why recording a podcast is quite a nice break, because it means I don't have to technically stare at a screen, I'm just talking, it's just a a stream of consciousness, but I'm beginning to realise that I have no consciousness left. And that's quite worrying. So in this episode, I decided that I would talk a little bit about what I'm going to refer to as tech fatigue. Um, if you look it up online, it is a term. Um, but I think I'd kind of come up with it anyway, regardless of knowing that it was actually an official thing. Not that I'm blowing my own trumpet with that, I'm just saying. Just, just to be clear. But, yeah, I, I definitely have tech fatigue. I, you know, I, I really value, at the moment, being able to use technology to speak to people that I love. It's the people I've, I don't love. Oh. Anyway, this is Psych Bites, and uh, yeah, today we're going to be looking at the impacts of technology on our brains. So, full disclosure, I'm a bit of a nerd, and I really do actually like technology a lot. And I guess the thing that I'm kind of struggling with at the moment is this idea that actually it could be quite damaging. Now, if we think about the research that's out there, there's a lot to suggest that technology has various different effects on our brain. And, you know, this this really comes down to the concept of neuroplasticity, which is uh, an idea in neuroscience that your brain uh, adapts to environmental input and will will change and reshape according to um, the kind of environmental pressures that are being put on it. Now, this was quite famously um, sort of demonstrated in um, the study by Elizabeth McGuire and colleagues uh, at the um, University of London, and um, they found that um, cab drivers actually their their brains restructured as a result of the environmental pressure that that for spatial memory that, that that they were under. So the hippocampus, which has been historically associated with spatial memory, was found to have adapted to that environmental pressure and the requirement for them to have a vast and detailed knowledge of the streets of London in order for them to pass the knowledge, which is the test that enables you to get um, a, a licence as a cab driver in London. So neuroplasticity is a concept that's been around for a while and, you know, something that, that people are very aware of. But the question, I guess, we, we have to wonder is, you know, what what effect does this have on our brains? I mean, for example, you know, there's there's a huge amount of research out there into the whole kind of idea of, of blue light and the, the fact that, that this will have an impact on our 
um, release of melatonin. And so therefore, you know, if, if blue light is suppressing the release of melatonin, which is typically released in the run up to sleep because of, you know, the, the sort of dark darkness or growing darkness in a room, um, you know, the melatonin makes us feel drowsy. You know, if that's been suppressed, then obviously that's going to impact our sleep cycles. Another phenomenon that has been found is the idea of um, phantom vibration syndrome. Um, so individuals who have their phone on a vibrate alert in 2012, there was a study published um, which, which found that 89% of the nearly 300 undergraduates who have been surveyed um, reported feeling phantom vibrations. So they basically thought their phone had gone off when it hadn't. And I guess this is kind of an interesting one in itself because, you know, it sort of plays into that sort of psyche and that kind of dopaminergic reward response that we get as a result of, you know, um, hearing our phone go off and, and thinking, oh, sweet, it's a message. Someone likes me. Um, and so all that stuff kind of comes into play here as well. So we know that the that technology has this sort of quite negative effect on us um, and I guess I, I kind of want to avoid going down that rabbit hole because I think that, yeah, OK, it can have a negative effect. But essentially, what is it playing into? And it seems to play more into the idea of our brains being, you know, just, just sort of wired for reward, for, for reinforcement. And I mean, don't tell anyone I said that because obviously, you know, that's a very um, sort of behavioural Skin, Skinnerian response, you know, the, the idea that, that we're really just, just wired for reinforcement and, uh, and positive reinforcement increases the likelihood of behaviours taking place. You know, I'm not that kind of person that just believes that we are solely a product of environment. However, that, you know, we can't deny the, the, the effect that buzz would have on us overall. So, you know, with technology, there there are lots of things about it that are very rewarding to us. And that kind of feedback that we get from engaging with technology, whether it is the receipt of a message or playing a game on our phone, the kind of tactile response of a, you know, of a touch screen um, or whatever it might be, is, is really kind of key in, you know, and, and really... You know, the people that have designed these these pieces of software, you know, that made them visually appealing have done so for a reason. They've done so because it appeals to us. And that's even without the Apple aesthetic. I think that one of the things that, that most concerns me personally about the... The, the move that we now have into sort of working from home and, you know, and, and especially for, you know, for an increased number of students working from home is just the management of our, of our distraction and procrastination. I will fully hold my hands up and say I'm a terrible procrastinator. Um, it, you know, it is very, very easy uh, for me to get distracted. My attention span is really not that long. Um, you know, and I'm a fairly organised person and actually when I do get on with things, I get on with things and I can work quite quickly and quite efficiently and I know that and I think actually it, that sort of causes me to um, fall into a false sense of security but, you know, I know I can get it done quite quickly so, you know, when I get to it, I'll get to it. But at the end of the day, for a lot of people, I think this is actually quite challenging and, you know, I think especially for the average kind of 
16 to 18 year old um, who I mostly responsible for educating you know it, it is challenging to avoid you know the the inv- inviting lure of you know some kind of other form of feedback and so I think that's kind of the thing really is is just sort of thinking about ways that that people can manage this and ways that people can kind of get on top of these habits because ultimately as much as I have this kind of tech fatigue right now you know technology is going to be a necessity and we can't really escape that so yeah technology is something we have to embrace and I guess you know in in the coming weeks or or even months you know we we are going to have to get our head around how we work with it and maybe this could be a breakthrough you know maybe for a lot of us this could be a a real big turning point in our relationship with technology you know it's that thing of you know being forced into a situation where you have to use something versus having the choice and I think you know we tend to do better in like in terms of thinking oh yeah I've got a choice here and it's an interesting dynamic then because you're sort of saying well I've got a choice about whether or not I use my phone therefore I choose to use it lots and lots and lots and now I don't have a choice I have to use my phone and actually there's something perhaps that (laughs) in our kind of um, in our arrogance perhaps we, we don't like about that because we don't like being forced into any kind of situation we don't like having ourselves forced into particular situations like that and so we're much more likely to kind of buck against it and so maybe that's the opportunity we've got to take you know maybe that's the moment for us to sort of say actually you know what I'm going to make a choice now to take up a new hobby I'm going to read a book you know (laughs) that's not on a screen um and yeah and just sort of make that change I think that ultimately technology is just one of those things that we're going to dislike because it's kind of new and you know there really isn't anything new under the sun I think as, as time goes on you know more and more we we see new things come up and we get freaked out by them or we worry about them you know parents have been worrying about their kids since the beginning of time but certainly you know having kids growing up in a technological era is quite frightening but ultimately all it really comes down to is a kind of fear of the unknown and so at the moment you know I'm sort of experiencing this tech fatigue and perhaps developing a degree of concern about that and the impact that that might have on me or on other people but ultimately it's just it's it's a new period of time it's a new era a new way of doing things and so one has to kind of reconcile oneself with that and 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 find a way to move on it's interesting that as i say you know we perhaps you know it's would see um new things as as intimidating or alarming and it's it's interesting that even two and a half thousand years ago Socrates you know was um was actually alarmed by the spread of of the written word he he believed that that you know the written word was going to destroy um you know memory essentially and, and knowledge 
in, uh, in this excerpt. He said, uh, writing will create forgetfulness in the learners' souls because they will not use their memories. They will trust to the written external characters and not remember of themselves. The specific which you have discovered in an aid not to memory, but to reminiscence, and you give your disciples not truth, but only the semblance of truth. They will be hearers of many things and will have learned nothing. Isn't that fascinating that, you know, the written word, which we also highly prize and, you know, like, oh yeah, I love a book, and why don't you just read a book or something like that, you know, actually, <laughs> you know, even even then, even the greatest minds had concerns about it, which perhaps is fair enough. I think it's probably a good idea to end with a little bit of practical advice or, or at least suggestions that you know that people can take away because actually you know yes this is a podcast that, that is encouraging you to think and it might be that that thought process is prompted through the discussion of ideas or the discussion of research but actually I think there's a very much a purpose in this kind of here and now moment of saying you know what, I need to make some kind of changes here or I need to respond to this in a way that is going to be tangible and noticeable and beneficial to me. I think if you are finding that technology is a challenge or, you know, finding that, you know, it's causing you more distress or unhappiness than it is anything else, then you do need to find a way to to give yourself a break from it. And there's no, there shouldn't be a problem with that. There shouldn't be the kind of fear of missing out. You know, if you if you took yourself away from your phone for kind of 30 minutes or more, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You don't reply immediately. Let's just leave that one hanging for a second. You know, is it the end of the world if you, if you don't reply to a message immediately or you don't add your latest TikTok or whatever it might be? I'm see don't know what I'm talking about because I'm very old but um yeah you know I think all these things actually are sort of highlighting perhaps that you know we think we need something and actually in this sense it's kind of interesting you know we do need technology in order to continue for the in order to continue to operate in the way that we have operated previously but in so doing we are finding that it is a a sort of bombardment of the senses that perhaps we're not equipped to deal with so carve yourself out some time take yourself away from it you know if the sun is shining be outdoors if you can and if you've got a book that you want to read take it off the shelf 